Welcome to Destinations by Design. Prepare to dive into the biggest events, weddings, and design feats here in Las Vegas and beyond. Here's your host, Zachary Green. On this episode of Destinations by Design, we're talking about sustaining creativity in the live event space. When the creativity stops flowing, where do event planners and creatives go for inspiration? What about events that are out of your wheelhouse? Maybe your company is throwing a party that surrounds a certain culture you've never experienced or even heard of before. We're talking about that and more on Destinations by Design. And joining us today is Oscar Rodriguez, the creative director of Destinations by Design. Oscar, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, Oscar, to start off, I want to know, what is creativity to you? How would you describe creativity in the event planning world? Creativity to me is a point of view, is having a vision, being different, trying to excel in such a competitive market. Yeah, it's just trying to have a clear vision of what you want to do and just going 100% behind it. In the event world, you know, you have unlimited resources sometimes to just do incredible things. And you also want to think about being a trendsetter, being innovative and trying to change the normal dynamic of how things have been done. Think outside the box and just be as different as possible. I call it like coloring outside of the lines, which I never learned how to do when I was younger, by the way. <laughs> how how do you find those new trends that are in? Is it your clients that come to you and request it? Is it you having to go out and look for it? I feel it's a little bit of all of those things. Sometimes a client comes to us with a very clear vision of what they want. And it's our job to just basically do it. Just execute what is needed for that. But the best ones are the ones that you get to just roam free. Do the research in any type of way. For me, it's watching documentaries and have nothing to do with just production or anything. I, I watch documentaries on absolutely anything just to make sure I understand how everything works in order to work in conjunction towards what I'm doing. If that makes sense, I don't know. I'm Puerto Rican, so excuse me. <laughs> you know, as the creative director, you've probably worked on a lot of major big events. You don't need to specify the client or anything, but just briefly paint a picture of some of the events you've worked on, some of the bigger scale ones, and what was involved in making that happen. The biggest things that I've done are events that require all the elements a myriad of production, full entertainment, immersive experience. It's not just tables and chairs and linens and photo ops. It's something that talks about a full 100% experience. You come in and you're immersed in this world. One of the most and biggest events that I remember is one that we had to do video mapping all over this gigantic wall. After that mapping and projection, all these dancers came from this like portal and it was just fantastic. It was just so immersive. All your senses were triggered. You could smell, you got wet. You, it was just like this type of Disney-esque show. 
it's what I love. It's what I love to do. So did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. And, you know, we're going to get into the senses a little Mm -hmm. bit later. You mentioned that you like to watch documentaries Mm -hmm. as a way to kind of stay up to date on trends and what's happening. I think we all find inspiration in different forms and whether that's through spending time with friends or family. I know for myself, I find inspiration around town just from seeing things, what's happening, what's going on, what's new. I want to know what keeps you inspired and do you have anything that helps you to spark inspiration? What keeps me inspired is going to see live shows for sure. Every single time this weekend, for example, I went to see the Jonas Brothers on Friday. I went to see Katy Perry on Saturday. On Sunday, I went and took a nice stroll around the art district and there were people busking on the street. You know, anything that has an element of entertainment is what I gravitate towards. And that helps me understand how I want to execute my role as a creative director. And it doesn't have to do anything with the actual entertainment portion of it. I feel it's just beauty all around it. And you can get inspired by movement, by color, by what's on the screen, like music. That to me is just constant inspiration every single day. And my friends, most of my friends are all entertainers as well. They come from a very, very big training and background in modern dance and lyrical, contemporary. So talking to my friends and seeing their choreographies and I go on Instagram, anything that has an element of entertainment, I think is my source of inspiration. I watch it every single day and I like to get out there and see everything I can. You mentioned that you spend a lot of time with creatives, with different types of artists and performers. It's not uncommon for an artist, maybe a choreographer, an event planner to have creative blocks, especially when you've spent days on one event and then you have to jump to another event and maybe one after that. So when it comes to the creative block, what are your thoughts or your recommendations to try and pull yourself out of it? In order to get out of a creative block, it's different for everybody. I can say firsthand just happened to me at the beginning of this week as well. And I just had to take a deep breath and I personally left the office because I I couldn't lead. I have to be a leader to my whole team. And when I have people that are expecting some type of direction and I cannot provide that to them, my reaction was just to take a step back because I felt that I was overwhelmed. And sometimes it's not as much as being blocked. You can be overwhelmed by all the difference of work that is happening, all these ideas that constantly are you're reliable for that. You're accountable for those things on a daily basis. So I definitely suggest for everybody to just find what works for them and talking it out, talking it out with other people as well. And just feeling like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. Let me just step back and I'll talk to you guys later. Would you say that is an important key to sustaining oneself, especially in the space is taking that step back? It is incredibly important to always take a step back. It's important to take some time off. It's important to disconnect. In this line of work specifically, it's very common for your phone to be on 24-7, for you to get called by a client, hey, X, Y, and Z is happening in the event. I changed my mind. We want to go through. So it's very important to sometimes disconnect in order to reboot and just start again. If you just 
continue it's like a computer you need to restart it you need to shut it down and then go back again turn it back on so that's how your brain works and if you're the one being held accountable for constant creativity in a company it's very important for you to take care of yourself or if not you're gonna burn let's say outside of this space you're a creative working for a design company and you're just going 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 and you feel like you cannot stop or you feel like if you stop the world's going to crash around you sometimes you really don't have an option it's just the way it works and i think coming out of the pandemic that a bunch of people are wanting to go back out in the world they want to be entertained they want to see their colleagues, their friends. They want to have a good time. Sometimes that space or that time is not there. So you need to do the best you can to just rest as much as you can and not take things too seriously. Because it's when, when you're just going, 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 it's those elements of pushing yourself so hard that then everything turns into a mess. You need to just do your work, do it right, just show up. Make sure that you're on top of things and then it'll come down at some point. Now, setting up an event is not a one man job. It definitely takes a lot of team members. Even planning an event takes a lot of work and help. I want to know, in your opinion, what makes a good design team? Collaboration. A hundred fifty thousand percent. I would say two things. Collaboration and trust in your team. I think I come from a background that a lot of my supervisors in the past did not trust not only myself, but the, the team enough. So it became very a micromanage type of thing. You never want to come off as that type of person, specifically in a leadership role. You need to make sure that you're always propelling your team. You're holding them accountable for the things that are part of their responsibilities and ultimately just working together. We're a team. That's what a team is. And you just need to make sure that your team feels that you have their back and that they're growing and they're not just robots doing what needs to happen, if that makes sense. That's my approach to this company every single day. I want to make sure everybody on my team feels taken care of. They have a voice. All their things are being taken you know, into consideration. I never shut them down unless I really have to because this is not doable for any type of reason. I'm speaking with Oscar Rodriguez. He's the creative director at Destinations by Design. And we're talking about sustaining creativity in the live event space. Oscar, now I kind of want to jump and talk more about event planning. Events, especially ones that center around a certain culture, I have a feeling if you're unfamiliar with it, it can be very difficult to plan. You don't want to design the wrong event. You don't want to risk offending someone. So what do you do to create events that are culturally sensitive while also significant to the party that you're planning for? Well, first of all, my approach is in these type of situations. I mean, cultural appropriation is extremely important, not only for myself, but for this company. And um, I ask as many questions in the world I can ask my client. In my approach, it's like, what don't you want or what can't I do, first of all? And then I do my research and I try to figure out different elements of how I can, I, I can surprise the client. You know, I happen to find something on Google where everybody goes and it's just like, oh, this wasn't spoken about. So I try to throw like a treat in there to just like 
we have your back. We understood what your culture is or what did you want to see or not. But you definitely do not want to be on the other side of it. You just need to make sure that the research is there. You take the time to understand what that culture is and just go 100% behind it. We have this saying in media, when in doubt, leave it out. That's kind of a big saying. I, I wonder if that translates over very well to your space. It sure does. Yeah, it's the same thing. If you don't know, just don't do it. There's a time to reinvent the wheel and there's a time to just do what you know how to do. Do it well. Right colors, right pillows, right curtains, right everything and just done with it. Now, Oscar, when you direct an event where the customer requests something extravagant to impress their guests, how do you go about creating not just an attractive visual, but an experience that incorporates maybe the five senses, what they're seeing, what they're smelling, what they're hearing, what they can touch. I'm glad you're saying that because that's where innovation is going right now. That's the trend. We can design an event that has a photo up in a corner, some tables and linens, and that's it. Especially here in Las Vegas. You can go to a different place and just have all of these different experiences just for $15. So if you're coming to Vegas to throw an event, you want to make sure that you approach it in a way that everything is as immersive as possible. My approach is always storytelling. Like everything has to make sense from the moment you walk in. Sometimes you don't have the capability or ability to use all your senses because the property has fire marshals that you can do this here. You can plug this over here. You don't have power in this corner. So you have very limited resources to be able to do that, an event that lasts sometimes two hours. So how can I just excel and throw something so I always go to my backup entertainment? You always want to do something that you put someone from behind some wall that can touch you and they can look into a hole within a wall and just like they're immersed in this kaleidoscope looking thing. And, you know, you're always trying to push a boundary where you can. We definitely get a lot of requests from things that are, I would never say unreachable. We've been asked to to have this show in the sky from this like skydivers and have them land in the middle of your event. Oh. And it's like, it's just, okay, <laughs> let me research and figure out what we can do knowing that. But, you know, that's the mentality that some people have sometimes. That, But then you go like, oh, my God, can I do this? You go, can I really pull this off? And sometimes you can. That's the amazing part of this job. So just whenever you think that you've done it all or you have just pushed the boundary so hard, there's something brand new in front of you. And then you go like, oh my God, I you finished the event and you just went like, I did it. And that's why I keep doing this and wouldn't do anything else. I also want to talk about in the sense of things maybe you looked for for that inspiration when it comes to the senses. Like when I think of something that offers a lot of the smell, touch, taste, I don't know why my mind goes to Disney, goes to Disneyland, goes to you smell the churros, they're pumping things in the air. You can touch a lot of the things you're seeing so much and your eyes are constantly moving. Well, you just mentioned my favorite thing in the entire planet, like Disney, this everything I've known since I was born. And I think we were talking before this podcast and I dream of being an Imagineer my whole life. And I, I reference Disney at least once every day in this office. And it's because of that. The one thing that Disney has that is why it's so popular, for the moment you pass those gates to park your car, you are somewhere else. You have teleported to a whole different world. And each ride has 
a story from where it says like the wait is 50 minutes like from even the sign while you're in line you see that you hear it you feel it on the floor you touch all these elements that is so well thought of and again i go back to story it's a story that brings the senses of every human being to just like 150,000 it's it's crazy and that's how i try to approach my events for very little budget <laughs> But I try to do that as best I can. And I think that's where, where we should strive to be. We should strive to always have a story, always do something different and have someone tell you, no, it's not enough. So I find inspiration on that every day. If Disney can do it, so can we. Now, in the instance that you're planning an event that you or your team is maybe unsure of how to design, I wonder if you believe it's best to reach out to maybe other designers outside of your inner circle for advice or even if it's just maybe tips on something or is that not the best thing to do? I think looking for advice elsewhere is smart. Why not? We don't know it all. We'd be crazy to think that we have all the answers to everything. And I actually ask my own team things that I don't know. I have to go down to the studio and production team and be like, hey, I want to hang this from this roof and I want this to explode into a million pieces and then there's candy everywhere. Like that's how my brain works. But I have to rely on other people and ask for advice and I would like for my team to feel the same, to just go anywhere they need, whether it's inside this house or any friends that they have at Cirque or wherever. I have friends that have done direction on various shows in here and I ask them about what's new and what's innovative in terms of production elements or lighting or smoke or whatever the case may be. So I think that absolutely you should always find the answer wherever you can find it, I guess. So for eight and a half years, you've been designing events. How has your creative process changed over the years when it comes to how you design events? My aesthetic has changed a lot because of my resources. I think before... I didn't have the ability or the team to do what I do now. And I didn't have the knowledge either. I was, I came from assisting directors and assisting producers and I became like, you know, like associate director and then it became this and it became that. So it has changed dramatically because of the resources that I have right now and the people that I have around me that they get it. I mean, I, I'm not a creative designer that I render stuff. I dabble in it when I was studying to do this job. But I love that I have people that I draw something on a napkin and they just like, I'm able to give it to them and they understand that eight months into this job, I have a team now that just get it. And I think that's just part of the job. It's not just Oscar, it's Oscar and, and it's like Tyson and it's like Fish, it's like the people, Casey, the people I work with that are so vital to your creative as a whole, everybody in this office. So it's like apple and oranges. You know? how, how long did it take for you to create that team and how do you sustain them? I need to always tell them and I try to go as much as possible as to, hey, just leave the office. It's very normal to just stay over and over and over in this office and just like don't go out. But also I try to do team building exercises. I try to take them out. I'm actually doing something for them in the next few weeks. Like we're going to go out for dinner. We'll go out to Area 15 and we'll just see a bunch of these different installations and whatnot. It's about just trying to do something that they feel happy and just like stimulated and fun. This should be fun. So <laughs> now the ever growing art culture in Vegas has been made more prominent, especially in downtown in the arts district. 
Have you been able to embrace the culture here in Vegas when it comes to designing events, especially when people come from out of town to have a Vegas style wedding or Vegas style event? I had to be very careful with this answer because I'm brand new to this city. I'm learning more and more and more about the, this city has a very specific aesthetic. And I think that has to do with the ability that you have with these properties. You know, it's not like you can do just anything. It's very ABC, ABC, whether it's a wedding, it looks a specific way and it's just the way it is. So I'm just not sure I can give much to that because I've only been here eight months, but definitely Vegas has the capability to just be, if it's not already like the capital of entertainment, but if you have a nice theater somewhere, sure, you can do anything you want. But if you're in some ballroom that you have for three hours to set up a three hour event and the strike it three hours after, it's like, what do you do? That's the difficult part. Now, for those working in artistic fields, we all know the feeling of excitement after the project we worked on is finished when it's been displayed, when it's been appreciated, when people come up to you and say, wow, that was a really good job. I wanna know, how does it feel when you get to see your vision that you've been planning come to life? It's the most incredible feeling. In the, I, I can't explain it. It's like, even, even for me, I get excited when I design it with my team. That's the beauty of this company, because you get to see it evolve from an RFP to you putting it on a napkin, to giving it to a designer, to them being approved, to then going downstairs to production, to the back and see it build, to then having that wrapped up and then there's the event. There's nothing more like the moment that is over because let's be real, we don't enjoy it until the moment is over because it's so much work and it just goes and goes and goes. But at the end that you see everybody having the best time and everything that you work for for months is there in front of you and it's beautiful and we did it and it was executed to the detail that you wanted. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but those ones don't matter because there's others that are so perfect that you're like, God damn, I love my job. This is awesome. You know? And you know, a part of being a creative too is also having to face rejection. Maybe briefly talk about what happens when a client doesn't necessarily like something that you've put together and how you continue to grow from that and keep working and moving forward? Rejection is key and vital to anybody doing this business or don't do it. <laughs> That's the best advice I can give to people. If everybody was to be a yes man, like how are you expected to just grow? And again, I'm going to go back to stepping outside the box. Sometimes you're not going to hit the mark. Not everybody wants to step outside the box. Some people like red and they like red in just one shade. Not even give me a different shade of red. I want the one I want and that's it. You need to just observe and be very on top of how you do your job. And if someone doesn't like it, thank you. There'll be another one. Like there's no time for that. There's no time to dwell on it. Before I used to always be like, why? Like, why did I do this? Or did I do something wrong? And then I, for days be be at home like, oh my God, I lost this business. Sometimes it's a big piece of business. Sometimes we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, but there's nothing you can do because those people are not going to give you the time of day to tell you why you didn't get this. So you need to just, okay. Oh, and also another thing, make sure that you always stand behind your creative 150% because that's when you learn not to care about being rejected. Because if you start going like, 
mm, I did X, Y, and C, but I'm not sure. But uh, then that's when you go like, oh, I was rejected, but I wasn't even behind my work 100%. So what could have been? What about when that applies to your team, especially when it comes to someone who planned maybe a great event in the company's eyes, but when it came to the client, they didn't necessarily like that aspect that one of your designers put into play? Well, it definitely happened. And I think some team members do get upset and it's okay as well to get upset, but we're trying to get into a place that we don't. Again, you can't control the outcome. The only thing you can do is make sure that you do your job so well when you present it that you can wash your hands and be like, on to the next. Because come the next day, you're on a different project. That one that you just designed disappeared until it's executed. Once my designer designed it, bye, on to the next one. So yeah, be upset and just like for a hot second, take a breath and just come back to work because there's no time for that. There's just not. I feel that a lot of creatives are perfectionists. They want to hit the mark every single time, maybe sometimes always please the client. I want to know for those who are perfectionist, and let's say you're just stuck, you're in a rut, you keep going and going and going, but you're just not getting it. When is the time to just stop and step away? If I'm being completely honest, any day now, I'll learn not to be like that. I think the moment to stop is the moment that I have to absolutely bring that to the property and the project is starting. Until I can no more, I'm going to fix everything I can. It doesn't have to do with being a perfectionist. Sometimes these things are on your brain that only you understand it. And you go to bed at 2 a.m. in the morning thinking the next day that this is supposed to be blue. Why is it green? It's just so weird. And then you show up and you see it. And I don't want to disrespect anyone because no one should ever be disrespected or whatnot. But I do know what I want. And I do know how to push my team to the best of their ability. And sometimes the one thing that I say to people is like, if you feel in your brain as you're building this or designing this or executing the project as it is if you feel this is okay when it's not then there's an issue i think everybody in conjunction should work as a team to understand that there's a brand to protect there is reputation on the line there's a lot of elements that go into that and not it's not necessarily about your own perfection but it's about again putting something out there that is so good to you that everything else is wrong i push and push the best i can because There's more to push, not only myself, but the rest of the team here. And as a creative, how do you maintain and sustain your mental health so that way you don't crash and burn? For my mental health, I try to literally, I believe I mentioned something similar, but I try to just disconnect or do something fun or go out with my friends or sit down and watch TV and not do anything. It's tough. It's a tough industry to be in. And you definitely, anybody who is part of this industry needs to take time for themselves and pamper themselves and go out and have a facial or a massage or tint the windows of your car. I don't know, whatever that means to you. Just by the way, I need to do that. That's why I said it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think for your mental health and stability, you should always find time for yourself and for your loved ones and go travel the world. Go outside these four walls and travel the freaking world, please. 
It's not always easy being a creative, especially when the creative juices feel like they're running dry. And sometimes the key is taking a step back, making more time for loved ones, doing something that makes you happy so that way you don't lose the joy in the work that you're doing. We've been talking about ways to sustain creativity as it pertains to the live event space. I want to thank Oscar Rodriguez, the creative director of Destinations by Design for joining us. Oscar, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is Destinations by Design.